Welcome back to Insights. And today we are looking at a nation divided and how as Christians do we navigate what in the world is going on. Before we plunge in, I just want to reintroduce a guest that we had here a few weeks ago, Than Christopoulos. Welcome. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Yeah, we just had a lot of fun uh, when we did this a few <laughs> weeks ago. And so we thought we'd do a few more of these. Yeah. And um, I just encourage everybody that did not hear your story from maybe a month ago or so mm -hmm. to click on insights at forerunnersofamerica.org and catch Than's story and how God's been changing his life, it's super awesome. And uh, and yet, we wanna just start to move into some of these other topics today. Sounds good to me. So Than, um, just this week, uh, President Trump gave the State of the Union address. Mm -hmm. And unbelievably, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, at the very end, while he's just saying thank you, while the crowd is just beginning to give applause because mm -hmm. the speech is over, she literally tears up her copy of the speech, asked about it later. Mm -hmm. She says, there were so many lies on every page. I couldn't find a page without all these lies. And that's why she was tearing it up. Later that day, that evening, mm -hmm. Vice President Pence said, what lies? He couldn't find any lies. So over here, we've got a huge leader and she is saying it's filled with lies. Over here, we have the Vice President saying he can't find any lies. The next day, President Trump is acquitted yeah. in the impeachment trial. Now, Than, it was exactly along party lines. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are a nation divided. So we have got a situation here where, again, it just seems like everybody is doubling down rather than listening to the other side. Mm -hmm. And and that what's happening in Washington, D.C., that gets reflected in our culture with people that are just digging in their heels against each other. Mm -hmm. So my question to you would be, how, as Christians, biblically, should we, re, should we be responding to this situation? Specifically, what's been on my heart recently is how David, before he was King David, mm -hmm. in 1 Samuel, how he was responding to King Saul, his mm -hmm. president, if you want to put it that mm -hmm. way, at that time. And, and sometimes we think that David was only on the run for a few months. <laughs> David was on the run. If he if he took out Goliath, uh, you know, sometime in his middle teens, pro that's what most scholars would put mm -hmm. it at. He was on the run for probably close to 15 years, mm -hmm. um, because he does become the king when mm -hmm. he's 30. Well, anyway, he's on the run for a long time. So not only does David probably wish he could. Uh, fulfill his calling as the anointed king and move in quickly. Mm -hmm. But he's got the current king who even at one point threw his spear at him to kill him. Mm -hmm. But what really catches my attention, Than, is this. Is as you read through 1 Samuel, when you get to, to chapters 24 and 26, mm -hmm. David had two opportunities to kill King Saul and then he could himself ascend to the throne. And you know what he does in both cases? He says, far be it for me to stretch out my hand against God's anointed. Mm -hmm. Saul was the one that God had put in 
to the position of power. Mm -hmm. And David said, far be it from you. I shouldn't touch him. So, Than, we need some respect here. Yeah. Whether it's President Trump or President Obama or President George W. Bush or Clinton or on and on it goes. We need some respect for both the office and the person. I think it's a cop-out when you say, yeah, we need to respect the office, but I don't respect the person. Well, now you just slandered the yeah. person. So I would actually start with David's posture of humility mm -hmm. and trusting in the living God mm -hmm. to take his nation in the in the direction it needed to go. Yeah. I, I'm just putting myself in that position right now. I mean, you have somebody... Let's just say, let's just twist this around. It's President Trump trying to kill you. And some people feel that way anyway. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. And your response is, far be it from me to touch God's anointed. Right. It just, really changes things, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. That humility, that posture, like you say, it's just, how, how do we as the body of Christ achieve that posture? Paul speaks into this very topic. Mm -hmm. He tells us what to do. And he doesn't say, if you agree with your political leaders, he said, regardless if you agree with them mm -hmm. or not, he tells us what to do. And if, if we could take a look at, at uh, Romans 13, verse 1, I yeah. think it has a lot to say. Yeah, it says, uh, I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't have it memorized sure. off the top. But it essentially just says, submit yourselves to the authorities of God because there is one authority and that is God. And the people that are in authority have been chosen by God. Therefore, mm -hmm. submit to God. Exactly. He's put them in charge. David gets it. Yeah. Sometimes we don't. Now, I w we're, we're mostly doing this discussion for the body of Christ. Yeah. And so I think it's like really important to, to just slow down here and think about this for a moment. God has put every single president mm -hmm. that has ever led the United States of America, he's put everyone in office. Mm -hmm. That's what Romans 13.1 teaches. Yep. Okay. So why would he put... Uh, uh, sometimes good leaders in, in, and why would he sometimes put poor leaders mm -hmm. in, or really like like uh, leaders that are leading with an anti-Christian, anti-biblical mm -hmm. mindset? If it's God, why doesn't he always put a righteous person in? Yeah, and I think you and I would agree that the answer for that is judgment and discipline of the body. Mm -hmm. Right, you know, like as a nation goes wayward from God, Yeah. One way that God will begin to bring correction, or you might even use the word judgment, is he will begin by giving that nation a poor leader. Mm -hmm. our, our role in the body of Christ is not to run down, whether it's President Obama or President Trump or whoever, it's not to run them down endlessly, mm -hmm. which is basically what the Bible talks about, slandering, meaning mm -hmm. to, to tarnish a good name. Okay, yeah. Our our role is to realize God's put him there. And what is God saying to us? Mm -hmm. In other words, if we've ever disagreed with President Obama, mm -hmm. was God judging our nation, removing his hand of blessing? Mm -hmm. Now, there's been a lot of discussion with President Trump, like, what do you do with this guy? Yeah. And to me, <laughs> he's he a character. Right. <laughs> he doesn't seem to me like a Republican or a, a Democrat. He is his own man. Yeah. Well, what do you do with this? Well, is his policies, if they are unfolding in line more closely with Scripture, mm -hmm. God is actually sending blessing to the nation. Mm -hmm. If his policies and how he's leading, where he's leading us, if it's going against Scripture, God is saying, wake 
up. Mm-hmm. You've got to repent. The people need to repent. It's mm-hmm. not just waiting for President Trump or President Obama to repent. Mm-hmm. He's saying to us, look in your hearts. What's going on in the church? Is my church a potent force for good mm-hmm. that is leading the nation in my ways? So what you just said brings a lot of truth. And if we even look at Mark 12, because as Christians, we're to follow Christ's example and what he says, right? And um, the Pharisees come up to Jesus and ask him, about the tax for Caesar. And um, Jesus' response, and I'm paraphrasing obviously here, is give me the denarius so I can see it. He says, whose inscription is on it? The Pharisees reply, it is Caesar's. And in Jesus' reply, even though the political climate at that point was saying, Caesar's corrupt, he is immoral, we shouldn't be paying his taxes or anything like that, Jesus says, Give to Caesar what is due to him, but give to God what is due to him. Mm-hmm. And if you look really closely to this piece of scripture, what's really important, and I kind of make this a double-edged sword because we, on one end we're talking about the hatred of Trump and any president, but we're not also talking about the idolatry of politicism and the idolatry of our presidency. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, right after he talks about the denarius and the inscription on it, there's only, he says, give to God what is due to him. And there's only one thing in all of creation that has God's inscription on it, and that's us. Mm, amen. We are supposed to give ourselves unto the Lord, mm-hmm. abide in Christ, and be a beacon of light to the world, not in reaction to the world mm-hmm. and to the presidency. And we, I think as believers, we also have to remember that we are primarily part of the kingdom of God and citizens mm-hmm. of heaven mm-hmm. before we are citizens of America. Mm-hmm. So I think, it's like I said, it's a double-edged sword where we can't come onto this one end and start hating our presidency and attacking our presidency. Mm-hmm. But we also can't come onto this other end and say, Trump is the savior, <laughs> right? Right. So I think it's really important to stand on this middle ground and mm-hmm. just not be, even be a stumbling stone mm-hmm. to the Gentiles. Because mm-hmm. um, I've talked to a lot of non-believers who refuse to even acknowledge Christ because of the vocal minority of pe- of Christians that ideal that idolize Trump, mm-hmm. um, and I see that as a stumbling block mm-hmm. to people coming to faith. You know, part of what we've really got to get away from in the body of Christ, <clears throat> excuse me, is that our our hope is in the next election cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we love a President Trump and we gotta get him in and we just put all of this hope mm-hmm. in the upcoming election. Or we hate the guy yeah. and it's all about we gotta get him out and we're just living with this angst until till he's removed. And mm-hmm. it's like Christians over and over, rather than doing what you just said to do, yeah is that we give ourselves completely to the Lord and his purposes, which is the solution. Mm -hmm. What we do is we wait for the next election cycle. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we want more righteous people voted in. We want to see things line up more with God's will and ways because there will be a blessing with that. Mm -hmm. But to wait for the election cycle to do it, it it can be helpful to a degree. But you must have the church that is in line with mm-hmm. Christ in living out his purposes and expanding the kingdom which will get reflected in government. Mm-hmm. This whole thing of trying to change America politically and thinking you can just leave the church out of it, yeah. that's nonsense. And I think a great call to repentance needs to be had 
again, on both sides. Um, mm -hmm. On one side, we have Christians that are hateful, anti-biblical, and combative with our leadership. And my response to them would be repent and pray for the leadership. Repent and submit yourself to authority. We're not to be too um, out there, but scripture tells us if we are a slave, to submit ourselves to our slave owners and to stay as we are and submit ourselves to authority. So I, I do really believe that there's a deep repentance that needs to be had there because it's a very sobering thing to hear. Um, and on the other side, we have, like, like we talked about, you know, this consumeristic idealism of American Christianity that we have to have certain people in office so that way we can have the things that we want the way, the way that we want it because we are our own gods. Our faith is in the presidency and in our country rather than the Lord. Yeah, so what if God actually has to take us through an economic downturn? Mm -hmm. Let's even go further. Let's say even a recession. Mm -hmm. Let's even go further. What if it had to be a depression, yeah. but it was the very thing God <clears throat> needed to do so that we'd stop loving things and mm -hmm. using people and we'd start using our things and loving people. Mm -hmm. Like God wanted to bring that full repentance and that we would love him mm -hmm. rather than all of this stuff that our culture mm -hmm. is offering. That might be the very thing that God needs to do. Yeah, and I, that's the discipline of the Father as well. Um, as Hebrews talks about. You know, um, Than, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago about, um, about praying for our leaders. Like sometimes people are just so upset they get combative, but we should all be praying for our leaders. Mm -hmm. That's a command from 1 Timothy chapter mm -hmm. 2. And we're supposed to pray for kings and all those in authority for mm -hmm. us. And I would say too. The police force. Sure, yeah, all of that. <laughs> yeah. And I would say that there needs to be actually a season of fasting in prayer. Mm -hmm. not, that, not that everything works out perfectly the way we envision it, mm -hmm. but that we would actually see evil exposed. When, when Trump was just going through this impeachment mm -hmm. process, I was praying that God would expose evil. And so we need to remember that God needs to intervene on our national mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. And I think a lot of what we've been talking about here, and then the church needs to intervene in the national situation yeah. as well, that we are, are proclaiming the gospel, we're helping people turn from sin, turn to Christ, mm -hmm. we're helping believers move in much greater faith and repentance themselves, mm -hmm. that this is what's required. Yeah, so I said this the other day, when I, we, a buddy of mine and I were having a political discussion like this a little bit, and this person I was talking to is on kind of the other end of the political spectrum where he is super political. And the question I would ask any any believer, and I'm, I'm saying this bit like just to kind of bounce off what you say is, where is your heart? Do you want to see non-believers come to faith and repentance in Christ? Or do you want to see the political leaders come into the... Into, to where you want them to be. Well, I'd actually like the political leaders to also well, yes, come to repentance and a, faith in Christ. And I'm not saying you can't have both, right? right? But right. The, this might sound pretty um, radical here, but I would sooner have a nation that's saved under a communist regime than have a nation, uh, than have a capitalist nation with freedom where only 10% of us are saved. 
-hmm. And I'm not saying those are mutually exclusive, but the point I'm really trying to drive home here is right. we are about the gospel. Right. And that's connected to what we were just saying a yeah. few minutes ago about like, hey, if God needs to take away our toys and our things mm -hmm. so that we will wake up and actually turn our eyes heavenward yeah. and start seeing the masses come to faith as well as seeing the church live boldly, then those are the things, the exact things that need to happen. And you know, you mentioned the communist uh, scenario. Well, yeah. that is what's happened in China, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> you know, we've actually got a working model of mm -hmm. that. And so, you know, I, I, there's so many aspects to this, but maybe we can talk about capitalism and communism um, yeah. in, in, the, in the future. But, but just fundamentally, mm -hmm. if the church doesn't step up and be the church right now, yeah. and w we will never be a nation in unity again. Mm -hmm. Because I could just sense it when Nancy Pelosi and those that side with her, when she was ripping up the, 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 the State of the Union address, that I, I just sense that she's ready to double down on her position. Mm -hmm. Like President Trump's... Um, State of the Union, it did nothing to change her mind. In fact, it looks like from that initial response, she dug her heels in mm -hmm. and here we go, let's go to war. Like she's yeah. ready to go to war. And if, we, and if we start, people on the left start following that attitude and then those on the right that want to go to war, we will find ourselves in a political fight. We could mm -hmm. find ourselves in some sort of civil war. I've heard many people talk yeah. about that over the years. But the scriptures teach something so different. different. You know, as we're talking about respecting the person, as mm -hmm. King David did, even with Saul who mm -hmm. tried to kill him. And we talk about God put our leaders in place. Well, if we have a bad leader, then what does that say about us? <laughs> that means the church should be paying attention to this and coming into repentance. What does these things that we're talking about here say about, about our hearts as Christians? Do we mm -hmm. care about the lost? Like all the pressure that's being brought in our country, even right now, mm -hmm. is it leading us to want to see more lost people come to the kingdom? Or is all that we care about is that in the next election, we can vote our guy or gal yep. into office? So, you know, there's just a lot going on yeah. here. And I just hope that, you know, we can uh, see um, the body of Christ responding in faith and not, not just simply in human wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. I. Definitely agree. We, as the body of Christ, need to approach this differently. All right, Dan. Great having you yeah. here with me. And we look forward to being with you next time on Insights.